Good evening, everyone. Merrill Reese and Mike Quick here at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, where the roof is open. He gives the ball off to Matthews, turns the corner. He's at the 45, 40, 35, and bang out of bounds at the Cowboys' 40. The give goes to DeMarco Murray, and he plunges forward, and touchdown, he's in. Back goes Castle. He steps up. He's hit. They've got him at the 40. It is Michael Kendrick for the sack. Bradford back. He's looking. He is firing it. And it is caught along the far sideline. Racing down the sideline is DeMarco Berry all the way down across the Cowboys 40. Bradford hands the football off. Trying to sleep. And running in for the touchdown is Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews rolls to the left and runs into the end zone. He's back. He steps up. He fires. It's intercepted. It's Hicks down the far sideline. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Jordan Hicks out of the University of Texas. <laughs> Bradford takes the snap. He fakes to Murray. He's back. He steps up. He fires. It's complete. Across the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Jordan Matthews. The Eagles win. The game is over. Jordan Matthews catches the pass from Bradford and takes it home, and the Eagles win in overtime. Wow, wow, wow. Sunday night, a classic in the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry. The Eagles winning in overtime, of course. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eagles 360. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro with the Hall of Famer, Brian Westbrook. Now, you've played in your Cowboys-Eagles yeah. games. That one last night was remarkable. Yeah. We agree. Bring back any memories? You know, it doesn't bring back any immediate memories, but when I see Jordan Matthews catch that ball in his hands and run down the sideline and be able to score the touchdown... I'm just so happy for this football team, but it's exciting. It kind of reminds me of the kneel that I had kneeled down that I had back in the day. It kind of reminds me of Donovan McNabb running around for 15 seconds, throwing the ball to Freddie Mitchell. I love when this team wins. They did a good job yesterday. When you kneel down, by the way, did a lot of fantasy football people get on your case? <laughs> they, they still they do. do. <laughs> they still do get on my case. Every time I'm talking about fantasy football, they're always talking about why did you do that? You either won me my championship or you lost <laughs> Well, the Eagles didn't win a championship on Sunday, but they get to the halfway point in this 2015 regular season. After all the ups and downs, now at 4-4, four and four, really in control of their own fate, an opportunity with two games at Lincoln Financial Field to make some hay against Miami on Sunday and then against Tampa Bay the following week. So, But Sunday night's the focus here. It was an incredible game. After a very slow start, the Eagles come marching back. And then the offense in the second half absolutely up and down the field, doing exactly what it wanted to do. And it all started, Brian, in the second quarter after a slow first 15 minutes. The Eagles get the football at the 20-yard line. They march 80 yards, 63 of those yards on the ground. It was just so good to see the run game get cranked up. Finally, and Chip Kelly said it from the beginning of the season, 
this run game is going to help this team uh, win games. If we don't have this run game, we're not going to win very many games. And yesterday was a great example of how to use DeMarco Murray, Darian Sproles, as well as Ryan Matthews, and allow this offensive line to set its pads, get on the edge, run up the middle, and do a good job blocking. They did a great job. So yesterday. it was the offense, Jordan Hicks leading the defensive charge with an interception return for a touchdown. Caleb Sturgis with two field goals, including a 53-yarder late in the fourth quarter. A thriller in Big D. Well, actually, Arlington, Texas. And so the Eagles celebrating on Sunday night into the wee hours of Monday morning and now turning their attention to the Miami Dolphins. Let's get you caught up with everything happening here at the NovaCare Complex on this Monday. It's our Eagles 360 update. We throw it out to Alex Smith. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is your 360 update. The big news today here at the NovaCare Complex is unfortunate news as rookie inside linebacker Jordan Hicks has been placed on season-ending injured reserve due to a torn pectoral muscle suffered last night in the win against the Dallas Cowboys. For all the latest on Hicks' injury situation, be sure to stay tuned right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Now, earlier in the afternoon, we heard from Eagles head coach Chip Kelly, who spoke about the progress that he's seen from quarterback Sam Bradford. I think everything in Sam's game's gotten better, and I, as I've said before, I've seen Sam improve on a weekly basis here. So, we're in game eight. You know, he's better in game eight than he was in game one. Um, you know, I think he's more comfortable in terms of what we're doing. You know, in terms of where we are as an offense with a lot of these guys, it's kind of like there was a, a movie being shown, and he showed up halfway through it, and then he's supposed to figure out what's going on and what did I miss in the first half of the movie because he hadn't been with us for you know the, the amount of time that Brent's been here and some of the other guys, Kelsey and all those other guys. So it's just. It's something you have to get through reps. It's not something that can be forced. Um, he works extremely hard at it. He's in this building all the time. He's watching film. He's studying. He's working at it. But, you know, we've seen constant improvement out of Sam. And, um, you know, and I hope he continues. You know, if he can continue to play, continue to play even better as we move forward. Kelly also spoke today about how hard this Eagles team practiced this week, highlighting the performance of wide receiver Jordan Matthews. Well, I think all of them. I think and, you know, this has been our best week of training since I've been here, to be honest with you. I think the whole group practiced well, but I think Jordan um, in particular, I think, you know, the one thing is that if you're in a slump, um, it takes someone with a great work ethic to get out of the slump, uh, and that's what Jordan has, and he worked, he worked extremely hard, uh, did a lot of work actually after our reps on offense were done mimicking Des Bryant for our defense. Um, you know, and did a really good job at that too. So it's just, you know, the, the kid's tireless in terms of his 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 ability to work and what he can do, and it's, uh, you know, it showed, and that's what we talk about. You sink to your level of training, and he trained at a really high level last week and played at a really high level last night. And that will wrap things up here from the NovaCare Complex. Be sure to stay tuned to PhiladelphiaEagles.com all week long as we get you set for the Eagles and Dolphins Sunday at 1 o'clock. We'll hear from Chip Kelly, Sam Bradford, DeMarco Murray, and everyone else from inside the locker room. So be sure to stay tuned right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Alex. We will talk about the defense and its okay, so-so eh, performance on Sunday night. The special teams as well. When we return to Eagles 360, though, we're talking about an offense that was balanced that was powerful, that was confident, and that was productive. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 
123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. I sup to Philly. I sup to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I sup to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly. What makes a temple owl? Meet Stella. She's wise, fierce, and she's not alone. Temple University, where owls call home. We are the cherry and white. The city is our classroom, and we lead the rush hour, making our mark on every field around the world. A world without temple, well, that's like the sky without the North Star. Temple, never stopping. Welcome back to our Xfinity studio here at the NovaCare Complex. Our first time here in these beautiful, beautiful digs, yeah. making us look good. Well, he always looks good. <laughs> I just, you can't make a Picasso out of a piece of clay, you know. Anyway, so, Brian, let's talk about the offense. Um, another slow start, so let's address that part of it first. Is there any way that you come out and think mentally that it's the second half at the beginning of the game? Yeah, I, I I thought that it would be able to they would be able to start a little bit faster this game, but it's starting to feel like it takes a little bit for Chip Kelly as well as this offense just to get their bearings to understand what the defense is doing, and then they start attacking it. They figure it out after the first quarter, after the second quarter, coming out of halftime. This this offensive team exploded. I think that's what's going on here. They have to find uh, a way to start a little bit faster, especially against a better team. With an offensive line missing Jason Peters, Dennis Kelly starting at right tackle for the first time since 2012. Lane Johnson, his first NFL start at left tackle. The Eagles running the football down the Dallas Cowboys' throats. Ryan Matthews, DeMarco Murray, Darren Sproles, all used liberally, all used effectively. And Brian Westbrook, that keys the offense, play action passing, really getting some chunk yards for the offense. The run game, I want to see it every week. Well, if you want to be successful in the run game, it starts in the trenches, and so it starts up front with the offensive line, and you can't give enough credit to Lane Johnson. Switching from right tackle to left tackle, that's a big ordeal. Not a lot of guys can do it, and it takes an athletic guy. Lane Johnson did a great job against one of the better pass rushers in the league in Greg Hardy. Dennis Kelly deserves some credit, too. You're talking about a guy that wasn't a second-string guy. He was a third-string guy that didn't get a lot of playing time. This is his first time starting at right tackle against a defensive line that dominated this football team in Week 2. They didn't do a very good job uh, blocking. They had so much penetration in Week 2, but yesterday they were able to establish the run game. I was proud of this offensive unit. We saw the inside zone have a lot of success. We also saw the sweep game. With DeMarco Murray as well, we all talk, hey, DeMarco Murray, you got to run north-south, and he did a lot of that on Sunday night, but he also got to the edge and got up the field, and that's a good combination of the blocking, the timing, and DeMarco Murray, I thought, running with really great power. Uh, he had a purpose to him. He broke a lot of tackles. Doesn't make a lot of people miss, Brian, but he really is tough to bring down. Yeah. Knows how to move the football. Once DeMarco Murray gets going, you're talking about two, three steps into the play. He is one of the better running backs in the league. He's one of the guys that will break some tackles. He'll give you a stiff arm here and there. He's not going to make you miss those types of things, but he's a powerful runner once he gets downhill. If he gets those shoulders square to the line of scrimmage, he's going to be very hard to stop. Yesterday, you saw that. And we see the numbers there. Six catches 
in the past game, a huge plus for the Eagles, including just a you can't see anything better than Sam Bradford throwing that wheel route to Murray early in the second half. Big gain. Murray's got some hands. He's got some soft ones, and he's really kind of a difficult guy to match up against. Well, I think when you look at this game, you're talking about a confidence booster. You're talking about a building block. And what we saw was now Sam Bradford could be more confident in his pass catchers. Now he could be more confident in his running back uh, out of the back of catching the football. But also now he could be a little bit more comfortable with knowing that he has a running game that can support him. That takes a lot of pressure off of Sam Bradford. I think this offense can show you they can move the ball as long as they're confident and assertive. Yesterday went a long way towards that. One of the Revelations of this first half of the season, Ryan Matthews, for those who may not have been familiar with him during his days in San Diego, a former first-round draft pick, has been extremely productive, averaging 6.1 yards per carry for this football team. Tell me a little bit about uh, Ryan Matthews, how he fits into the offense, Brian. What do you see from him from a talent standpoint? Oh, he's awfully talented. First-round pick for San Diego. But what you see from him is you see an explosive guy. He hits the holes. He makes people miss. And he makes you pay if you try to tackle him, especially those guys uh, in the secondary. And so you like that type of guy coming off the bench. He's the kind of the guy that's going to be that spark plug for those for the offense when he comes off the bench. And when he's in there, he can catch the ball too. Uh, I think he still needs to continue to work on that. But he definitely can catch the ball. He can lift this offense. They need him when he comes in the game. One of the major themes of this first half of the season, at least through seven games, why all the drops with these wide receivers, players who historically have not had problems catching the football and really leading the way there, Jordan Matthews, who was so up and down through seven games, was absolutely magnificent on Sunday night. Yeah, he had the 41-yard catch and run to end the game, and that was spectacular. But Matthews throughout the night making tough catches, running hard after the catch, Really playing with a sense of purpose, Brian, and I was so pleased to see Jordan Matthews, who works really hard, who takes the game seriously, who approaches it like a Pro Bowl player. I think the one thing that you enjoy when I hear Jordan Matthews talk, I'm I'm hearing a young man saying, I stayed the course, I worked on the jug machine, I did all the things that got me to this level, and those are the things that helped me get through the tough times. I appreciated that from Jordan Matthews. Listen, he he was struggling. The main job of a receiver is to catch the football. He wasn't doing that consistently enough early on in the season, and now we see why he's out in the jug machine, because now that he's not thinking about catching, now that he's not thinking about the pressure that's on him, now he can play naturally, and he's able to catch the ball. We know the kid can catch. He just needed to do that more consistently. He did that last night. And finally, offensively, we talk about Sam Bradford, Eagles quarterback. What a ball game. Tough, took some hits, threw the ball down the field, really got it going in the second half, 12 of 19, threw the touchdown pass, engineered a great drive in overtime. Has Sam Bradford arrived? He's gotten better and better. He spoke with a lot of confidence last week, as we noted throughout the course of that week. And against a good Dallas defense, playing behind a makeshift offensive line. Sam Bradford stood up and delivered for this Eagles team. So as we head into the second half of the season here, Brian, your level of confidence in number seven. I'm starting to get that confidence, that same type of confidence that Sam Bradford starting to build in himself. And I think when you look at the Panthers game, he, he, he even though they lost, he in certain situations, he stepped up and threw the ball well. I think that confidence over the bye, and then you combine that to what he did this past week, I think that's a great job. It's a building block for this team. It's a building block for Sam Bradford, especially when you have receivers catching the football. But I think what you're starting to see is a quarterback, just like Chip Kelly said, he can be accurate. He can throw the ball strong. He is just mobile enough around the pocket that he can move around, get on the edge, and threaten D 
defense is on the edge. And that's important for a quarterback to be able to do. I think those are all the things that Chip Kelly was looking for. So two thumbs up for the Eagles offense in the win over Dallas when we return to Eagles 360. We're talking about a defense that did not have its best game, but made just enough big plays to stave off the Cowboys. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you. NovaCare, the power of physical therapy. I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. That makes more sense. Does the baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more boys and girls get in the game this year. For every Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports. To learn more, visit goodsports.org slash Dunkin' Philly. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro along with the Hall of Famer, Brian Westbrook. We're talking about the Eagles and the win over Dallas on Sunday night. Now we transition from the offense to the defense. It was not the best performance. No. Uh, you have these kind of games. Eagles still did enough to win, and some good adjustments along the lines. Cole Beasley killing Malcolm Jenkins. The Eagles go to E.J. Biggers. Eagles getting a pass rush, Brian. Some of the good things that I saw, four sacks against Matt Castle. Mm -hmm. Brandon Graham finally got the sacks that he's been talking about all season long. But I think just like you mentioned, the biggest adjustment was Billy Davis saying, okay, we're going to take Malcolm Jenkins, who's done a great job in the slot all season long. But he got beat a couple times against Cole Beasley. We're going to give them credit for doing that, but we're going to counter with EJ Biggers. And he got beat one time, but then he came up with a good pass breakup, a bigger play on special teams. And so when I look at this defense, I'm saying, okay, you know what? Now our coach understands our personnel. Now he says, okay, we can adjust a little bit. Yeah. You're not doing your job right now. We're going to put somebody else out there and allow him to do that work. I think that's a sign of a coach that's able to understand this unit as well as adjust on the on the run. When, when the Eagles play the Cowboys, I always think of Des Bryant and Jason Witten, now Cole Beasley. McFadden had 100-plus yards rushing. Yeah. Brian, as the Eagles go into the second half here, how do you feel about the defense? It really 
was positive early in the season. The last couple of games, there have been some leaks in the boat. Yeah, I, I love this front seven. I love the physicalness of Thornton and Cox and Logan. I love the way those guys get out to the quarterback and play the run pretty well. I think this team definitely is missing D'Amico Ryans in the middle of that uh, defense. When you talk about a guy that's able to make sure everyone's lined up and he's a short tackler, you're always going to miss that guy. And over the last couple of games, 204 yards to the Panthers, over 130 yards last night. I think they're missing D'Amico Ryans an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah, and up front, uh, still some work to be done, although Fletcher Cox has played well and Benny Logan. Some creases in the run game. And, and early on, that big play, Des Bryant on the receiving end, the catch and run from Matt Castle really set the Eagles back on their heels. The defense didn't take advantage of some great field position early in the game. Not enough three and outs. But, hey, late in the game, enough plays. The Jordan Hicks touchdown return for an interception, uh, interception return for a touchdown was huge. Uh, the defense, a bit of the old Jim Johnson days, bending, not breaking. Um, but you'll want to see them get better here as the team returns home against yeah. Miami. The one thing that we saw from this defense, where, when they got in a little bit of trouble, I saw Billy Davis blitz a little bit more. Yep. Michael Kendricks gets home. The one thing I worry about is uh, the, the, the Cowboys, they were 3-for-3 three three in the red zone with their efficiency. So that every time they got into the red zone, they scored touchdowns. As a defense, you can't allow that. They were 50%. For on third downs, they were 8 of 16. So you have to get off the field a little bit more uh, efficiently on third downs as a defense, too. So those are things to build on. But, of course, the thing that I love the most about this defense, they continue to create turnovers. Jordan Hicks with a great interception. What did you think of the late game last drive of regulation for Dallas? Three penalties on the Eagles. Yeah. Nobody would question the Malcolm Jenkins holding penalty. But two on Byron Maxwell that, I mean, I thought were really questionable, if not even non-existent. I don't think those calls were existent at all. I mm -hmm. think that uh, one play, Dez wasn't even looking for the ball. The other play, uh, Byron Maxwell did a great job of defending. And this is a big change for him because he struggled early on in the year to, of defending bigger receivers, guys that were going to be physical with him. But he did a good job uh, last night. Those calls were just phantom calls. And then in the back of the end zone, the touchdown catch from Dez Bryant, you got to play the football better. And the Eagles largely have, certainly – a great improvement over 2014. Yeah, they've been doing a good job in the back of the end zone. And sometimes when you have a good player like Des, he makes big plays. That's what he gets paid for. Um, and sometimes those types of things happen. It's one of those things. That's just part of the game. And I just wonder, Brian, as the second half of the season begins on Sunday against Miami, where is Eric grow? Will he make any kind of contribution in the second half of the season? A bigger, younger, athletic body. Is there not a place for him somewhere in the secondary. It doesn't seem that Billy Davis has any confidence in him. It doesn't seem like in this this defensive scheme that he's going to play a lot. I know he plays some on special teams, but if he was going to play some, then uh, he would have been already playing. I see Marigos back there uh, a lot. I know they have a lot of confidence in him. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes, and so that's what you get from a veteran. Uh, right now, they don't have a lot of confidence in Eric Rowe. And for special teams, kudos to Caleb Sturgis, yeah. two field goals, including that 53-yarder. Donnie Jones, Another outstanding game for him. Is there a Pro Bowl in Donnie Jones' future? He is having just a tremendous season. We'll see how the weather holds out for him. The kickoff coverage team gave up a big one to Lucky Whitehead, so that's a thumbs down. And then in the punt return game, teams just not giving Darren Sproles any opportunities to make big plays. Somewhere along the line in the second half of the season, offensively, the Eagles must get Sproles back into the passing game. Teams really doing a good job taking him out of the equation for Sam Bradford. With well, well, teams, I mean, if 
if I'm a defense or a special teams, I'm going to say, listen, I'm not going to allow Darren Sproles to touch the ball in the kick return game because he's just too dynamic. We've seen how explosive he can be. We've seen that all throughout his career, but also in this season. And then in the passing game, when Darren Sproles comes in, I'm saying Chip Kelly is trying to get him the ball, so I'm going to double-team him every time. And that's what's happening to Darren Sproles. They're a little bit predictable in some of the things they're doing offensively with them, but teams are saying, I'm not going to allow Darren Sproles to hurt me. And he may be the only receiver on the field at times that can hurt them. And so they just have to be a little bit better. They have to find more guys to get involved offensively. Up next on Eagles 360, we're going to talk a little bit about some breakthrough performances as the Eagles get to 4-4. Four and four. Who are some of the unsung heroes on Sunday night? We'll talk about it when Eagles 360 returns. What if this year we went around the table and instead of saying what we're thankful for, we said who we're thankful for? Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at LincolnFinancial.com. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. How's it progressing with the prisoner? He'll tell us everything he knows very shortly, sir. As you were. Where were we? 1974. Service! If your boss stops by, you act like you're working. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. Dave Spadaro, Brian Westbrook, it's Eagles 360. We come your way every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. A couple of unsung heroes to mention from Sunday night's game. I want to kind of go back to the offensive line and talk about Dennis Kelly because it is a remarkable job having not started at right tackle since 2012 to go out there against a really good defensive front and play the way that Dennis Kelly did. Six feet, seven inches tall, big, wide, rangy guy who had one week of practice or training at right tackle. He went out and did the job. Lane Johnson at left tackle. Jason Peters, we hope, gets back. But the Eagles, who didn't address the offensive line in free agency or in the draft, Brian, they banked on the philosophy that players like Dennis Kelly would step up, and they did. Yeah, Dennis Kelly did a great job, and you have to give those guys credit. If you want to have a running game, you have to have guys in the trenches that can get it done. Uh, Lane Johnson did a great job as well. But I think Jason Kelsey, who got beat up in that first game, got feet across his face, got pushed in the backfield, he did a great job last night. These guys came to play last night, and anytime you want to get this offense going, you need this offensive line to get going. They did a great job for this team. And then as the Eagles, Brian, get into the second half of the season here, and we are searching for what is this team all about? So many massive changes in the offseason in terms of the roster makeover. What is the identity of this football team? Could they have found it on Sunday night in Dallas, in Jerry World, with that stirring overtime victory? Do you know, Brian, 
what the identity of this football team is. Well, it seems at this point, and, and you've seen this Eagles team over the last three games have over 150 yards rushing. I think they're a team that's, go that's going to say, we're going to run the football, and you have to stop the run. Then we're going to use play action to Jordan Matthews. We're going to use our screen game to different guys outside. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we're going to say, we're going to take the ball away from you. Now, they need to get a little bit more tough against the run, but we're going to still make an interception. Our linebackers are going to blitz and get after your quarterback. And that's what you need. You need to be able to run the football and be able to take the ball away on defense. It's interesting because usually when you talk about a running team in the NFL, you think of a really physical smash mouth mm -hmm. identity. But the Eagles aren't big and brawling up front. They're athletic. They rely on technique. So maybe that's what it is. This is a run-first offense, but it's not a finesse offense. It yeah. is one that is ruling the lineup and, and smash mouth, and they've got to run it and set everything up off the run game. And I agree, though. It's DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews and to a degree, Darren Sproles, who will take this team to the playoffs yeah. in 2015. One thing that they did very well last night was they established a run, but with the run, they were able to get to the tempo they were looking for. Well, you saw many times in that game where the, the defensive linemen for the Cowboys, they were sucking wind. And that's what Chip Kelly wants. He wants these guys to be up-tempo fast, make a defense pay for keeping those same guys in there. And then when these guys are tired, these premier pass rushers and these good run stoppers, now we have the ability to run on them. Now they have to try to get to the edge and catch Ryan Matthews and DeMarco Murray, and they weren't able to do it. And, and they also ran well effectively in the red zone where you have to put a hat on a hat and knock somebody down. Yeah, if you want to – in the red zone, everything shrinks. Everything gets a little bit tighter. Defenders don't have to cover as much of the field, and that means your safeties are a little bit closer. That means your cornerbacks and linebackers are closer to the line of scrimmage, and that's when this offensive line actually turned it on. That's when the Darren McFadden – excuse me, DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews a little bit more effective. I liked it what they did, especially in the red zone. Oh, how sweet it is to come back from Dallas at 5.30 in the morning on Monday – with a victory and one that potentially knocks the Cowboys out of the running in the NFC East when we return to Eagles 360. We'll talk about the division that's got a little bit of clarity now. The Giants up here, the Eagles on their heels with Dallas and Washington bringing up the rear. We'll be back in just one moment on Eagles 360. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie-flavored coffees, lattes, and macchiatos. Enjoy every sip of the new Snickerdoodle Macchiato. America runs on Dunkin'. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. Or even Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Dunkin's new sweet black pepper bacon sandwich with double the slices of caramelized crispy peppered bacon. It's the bacon experience you've been waiting for. Bacon up. America runs on Dunkin'. 
Right now, Santander will pay you when you open and use a new Santander checking account. Now there's something to celebrate. Learn more at SantanderBank.com. We welcome you back to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro with a Hall of Famer, Brian Westbrook. A brief talk about the NFC East. There is some clarity here. Now the Giants lead the way. The Eagles a half game behind. What is your take on the division? Who's got the upper hand going into the second half of the season? I think at this point, the Giants still have the upper hand. They've been playing the most consistent as of late. Uh, but the Eagles are right there on their heels. And you talk about consistency. You're talking about building that snowball and allowing it to roll downhill. We're talking about confidence for this football team. And it only takes a game like this. It takes a big play, winning in overtime, just like it did for us in 03. A big play um, near overtime, near the end of the game. And now that propels you to win a few games in a row. That propels you to win, I think, at that point, six games in a row. And that's what this team needs. So hopefully this game against the Cowboys is that confidence booster, that building block that this team needed to propel them towards the playoffs. The Giants home with New England this weekend. The Redskins playing at home against New Orleans. And Dallas on the road against Tampa Bay. Is Dallas, Brian, at 2-6, and six, are they done? You know, I, I wish I could say that they were all the way done, but they're as close to being done as they could be. Um, I think Matt Castle actually played a decent game, so Very maybe they find a way to go out there and uh, win a couple games in a row before Tony Romo gets back. But for them, they had, their margin for error is so small. It's a little bit bigger for us, a little bit bigger for the Giants, but their margin for error at this point is very small. And we'll, we'll worry about those other teams later. We only care about how the Eagles do, and the next challenge is Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Let's get you... Caught up here with what's coming up on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Amoroso's on the menu segment on Tuesday. Glenn Macnow joins me in studio here for Eagles 360. We'll talk about the Eagles win in Dallas. And then we've got a little trip down fantasy lane as the fantasy football season gets into its home stretch heading toward the playoffs. I don't think you play fantasy football, do you? You know what? I do have a, a team in fantasy football I'm right actually now. Shocked. Yeah, shocked. Yeah, we're, I'm one in seven, so I probably am <laughs> not actually playing. That's so. why I got out of fantasy football, because <laughs> I stink at it. We thank you for joining us in Eagles 360. Brian Westbrook, Dave Spadaro. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.